0: Welcome to the ProChili Australia podcast. I'm your host, Natalia Godoy, the trade advisor connecting Chilean exporter with Australian buyers. This podcast is dedicated to international trade. Here, we will discover flagship products and services from Chile and discuss some of the latest consumer and business trends from the Australian market. ProChile is the Export Promotion Agency of the Ministry of Foreign Affairs of Chile. ProChile Australia is part of a network of more than 50 offices around the world dedicated to supporting Chilean exporters by connecting them with the right business partners. In today's episode, we are talking about the animation industry in Chile. Chile's animation industry has gone from nearly not existed to one of the most highly regarded and best exported in Latin America in just two decades, says a recent article in the American magazine Variety. The Chilean short film Best Story play an important role in this momentum after becoming the first Latin American animation production to win an Oscar in 2016. To gain more insights on how the Chilean animation industry is continuing to grow and expand, in today's episode, we have the privilege to talk to the Chilean producer of Best Story himself, Pato Escala. Chile is having a significant boom in the animation industry and its building awareness among audiences abroad. Its development has been marked by different stages of its recent history. According to the Chilean magazine La Juguera, starting in the 90s, a radical change happened. The arrival of the computer and the specialized animation software allowed the establishment of the first animation production companies, which were... Cine Animadores and Chile Animation. During the 2000s, these pioneering studios started to take off. Cine Animadores produced Ogú and Mampato in Rapanui, which according to the Chilean newspaper La Tercera, was the first modern animated film made in Chile. Then in 2007, the same studio and director, Alejandro Ojas, produced Papelucho y El Marciano. These animation productions have ultimately established the foundations of the industry in Chile today. A fairly recent example of this is the 2016 Best Story, a Chilean animated production. It won the Oscar for the Best Animated Show Film, as well as 50 other international awards. This not only drew attention from foreign audiences, but it also put Chile on the radar as a more mature industry with extreme creative potential and great technical capabilities. Directed by Gabriel Osorio, the short film is an original and inspiring piece of 3D animation that tells the story of a lonely bird who builds a diorama to try and remember the life he used to have with his son and wife before he was taken from his home and sent to the circus. However, this brilliant piece has a deeper message. The truth is Osorio was inspired by his refugee grandfather who was forced to flee Chile in the 70s. This year, Punk Robot, the studio behind Best Story, is again making headlines. Its animated production, Noelle and the Magic Book, is in competition at the ANSI International Animation Film Festival. Pato Escala is not only an Academy Award winner, but also the executive producer of Punk Robot Animation Studio and president of the Chilean Animation Association. His main goal as a producer is to create high-quality animation from Latin America that is then shown to the world. All the way in Santiago, Chile. Hola, Pato, from Sydney. Welcome to the Chile Australia podcast.
1: Thank you for the invitation.
0: I'm going to ask you uh, how much your life changed after your animation studio won the Academy Award in 2016. But before I get to that... I want to ask you, how did you start this company, Punk Robot?
1: Well, we started uh, 12 years ago uh, here in Santiago uh, of Chile, um, the capital of Chile, and it's kind of a fine story because uh, uh, Mari and Antonia, who are partners in the studio, uh, they are talking, and they used to live together when they were... Uh, starting their careers. Gabrielle was uh, Antonia's boyfriend and I was Mary's boyfriend. So we all hang out together on their apartment for like two years and become friends be- be- before we started the company. So we all were involved in the, in the animation and, and advertising and, and cinema world. Uh, Gabriel used to work in advertising. Antonia and me worked on, on on future films, and Marie used to work on a um, on a magazine. So we decided that uh, we wanted to do animated projects, and we felt that the that in the public television or in the open channels here in Chile, uh, there was no content for kids. So we decided to apply to a state funding here to start uh, producing preschool shows. So that was the beginning of the company and, and, and we, in, the, in 2008, we started producing kids content, uh, especially for, for preschoolers.
0: That's so fantastic. So how many of you are and what is your role in the company?
1: We are twenty five people at the moment and I and I'm executive producer.
0: Did you see a gap in the market back then when you started this this company in the kids space?
1: Well, uh, there were there were a few projects that had received the the state funding for for quality content in television. But the thing is is that we are all kind of like um uh, artists. Like I studied I studied communications and Mary is a designer and Davila and Antonia are visual artists. So none of us uh, thought on uh, if we were finding like a gap for a business idea. We just saw that there was a, a lack of content for kids with content that we felt that could be good for them. We, the gap we saw was a uh, lack of content that, that we really wanted to make sure that the kids in Chile were receiving quality content appropriate for them. So we needed to understand how this content needed to be produced for them. And then w- when we saw that the money that we could receive in Chile was not enough to do a, a full season, we, need, we needed to learn how to go to the different animation markets and, and start looking for productions or, or, or other channels that want to buy our content. So it so we could produce more episodes and be part of the of the animation business because, like in the beginning, we were just trying to create the content, but we were not seeing the full picture with all the development, the structure you need to create to produce each shows.
0: And what uh, was the first uh, show that you could launch on air for okay, kids? When it was that, and how was the reception of the audience?
1: It was a preschool show for kids from two to four that um teaches the curriculum uh so you could learn uh, uh, concepts like up and down, uh fast and slow, in and out, and and it was it's called Flippos. And it was our first show we took like two years to produce like one hundred and seventy minutes. It sounds like a lot but it's not too much when you go to the International uh, standards, and and but but for us it was a good experience because it was the way that we realized that we could create content from Chile for the rest of the world because once we delivered the show for the for the public broadcaster here, uh, we started moving it around and and we had the chance to sell it to Brazil and then it was the fifth a television show from Chile that was sold to Netflix Latin America.
0: So how was the reaction of the audience? Did you have really positive uh, comments that kind of gave you the energy, oh, we're doing right, we have to keep doing this?
1: Well, for us, the, the best way to to understand how many people was watching the show, how many kids, with the rating that the channel was de- de- delivering to us. All the kids that had, had access to cable channels uh, were not watching the the open TV television channels, but all the kids that didn't have the chance to have cable channel were watching our show. So we had like between eight to 10 points of rating, 200,000 people watching the show. I think it was uh, pretty good for our Swiss project.
0: So, Punk Robot has been creating projects for television, film, and advertising since 2008, right? How do yes. you know when a project is going to be commercially successful?
1: I think we never know. Like I, As I was saying before, like we are more moved by what we want to create and the message we want to deliver. Actually, all the projects that we've done are because we want to share a message or... or talk about a specific content. Like, as I was saying, the first one was about the curriculum. The second free show we did was about health habits. And the third show that we finished producing this year, it talks about the diversity and how it needs to be empowered and understand that there are differences. And even their story, the talking the, the we did in 2014, it's all about that. Like, we lose a lot of money doing the talking. But we were so moved by the, the story that we worked for four years doing it, uh, even if we ran out of money uh, the first year.
0: What are some of the differences between working in a film project versus an advertising product from a commercial perspective?
1: Well, in, in, in artistic terms, we try to approach it the same way. For us, it's very important that everything that we create uh, delivers a strong message. So we focus very hard on the story and how the story is going to be about, uh with, with images and how we create memorable, memorable characters that can transmit emotions. And we try to do that for every project we do, like if, if it's advertising TV shows or, or shopping. It's very important for us to, to create and deliver a, a good content. But in terms of production, when we do advertising, we need to speak very well to, to the plan. Bear Story, Gabrielle Osorio and Pato Escala. This is the first Oscar and nomination, Gabriela Osorio and Pato Escala.
0: In 2016, the short film Best Story won an Academy Award, making it not only the first chilling animation production to win an Oscar, but also the first one from Latin America to do so. What did you and the team do the day after winning the Oscar? I have never interviewed an Oscar winner, so I would like to hear all the details, but...
1: I think it was the second time um, a production made in Chile—not even not not only in animation, like cinema uh, produced in Chile—it was the second time someone got uh, nominated. So we didn't have any kind of references of, of what we to do, but we knew that in the free stage uh, only the animation members of the of of the academy, uh, the animation branch, uh, both. For the nominees, we focused on all the animation specialized media to promote there the short film. And then on January, we went to the nominees luncheon, uh, who was a very, very um, a powerful experience because we had the chance to, to share with all the, the nominees of that year. So we were we had the chance to be with with the nominee that year that was uh, Richard Williams who is like one of the greatest heroes in animation we had the chance to be with Sanjay Patel who was the director of the Pixar short film and with Constantine Brancott uh, and Don Herzog, who were the other nominees so it was a great experience and it was a great way to go to every studio and show the short film and also we did a small campaign in university trying to champion the project and trying to make more people to watch it and understand uh, how like a team of 10 people worked for four years to produce 10 minutes of animation, investing their own money to finish it and putting all their hearts to tell the the message that we wanted to tell. Championing the project was one of the hardest parts on the distribution. And then when we went to the ceremony, I remember that, that I was very nervous because I felt that it was like an opportunity to show that we could create Quality animation from from Latin America. I remember Gabriel, my partner and, and the director of, of the short team, He told me like, "Pato, if, if we don't win, what are, what are we going to do the next day?" And I told him like, "We, we are going to keep doing animation." And, and and he told me, "And if we won, what are we going to do?" And I and I told him, "Well, we we are going to keep doing animation." <laughs> uh, so he, he told me like, "Okay, so nothing's going to change." Like. If we lose or if we win, we did the concert, we did the chosen we wanted to do. The message is there, and now we, as we are nominated, we have the chance that a lot of a lot more people is going to watch the chosen. And I'm already happy. You don't know before before the before the ceremony if you won or lose. So we we found it right right there, and it was kind of shocking because we never expected. To, to win. When we saw all the predictions for, for our category, uh, we were on the fourth place of five contenders. For everyone, uh, the picture third team was the one that was going to win. And we were not even in the in the scope of, of anyone. So when we won it was a big surprise. And and I'm I'm very proud of us because I think we did a very good job also on the stage, receiving the Academy Award. I think it's when you start realizing that there is forty million people watching you at home.
0: Thank you all. We are from a small country called Chile. This is the first Oscar for our country. So this is it's very important for us. Thank you all. Un gran abrazo para todos. Via Chile! What did you think this could mean for Punk Rubber back then, looking back? Have those expectations been met? Because you mentioned that you and your partner, Gabriel, spoke before to receive the award without knowing that you will win, that you will do animation after all.
1: We we keep doing animation now, so everything is exactly as we talked that day. Only now we have more opportunities and more people that, that trust us to to create the projects that we're doing. It's still difficult because uh, found uh, an animation project is very hard and then produce it is also uh, a challenge. I think uh, that we've been doing what we want, as we want to do it. That means that with the support that we have in our country, uh, we have the uh, in in terms of, of, of founding uh, because our government has different funding for, for feature films, for short films, and for TV shows, for free uh, support to keep creating our own projects. So right now we are providing uh, services for different studios in, in, in the States, in Canada, in England, uh, in Russia, in Iceland, and we are also helping us, between each other, to champion and produce our own content. So we create this force to, to, to keep producing our original content and also to provide services worldwide.
0: For those who don't know how this industry works, the animation industry, it would be nice if you can tell us how did you manage to be nominated in the Oscar? How difficult is to reach a platform like that?
1: I cannot give a, like a formula to 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 receive a nomination or to won what but what I think it was very important for us to achieve it was that we did a story that we really wanted to do we told a message that was important for us so what we created was very important for for us as a team in the end. Uh, academy members always vote for the child team that touches them more, or that moves them more. So, so it's good to to create a campaign and to champion the project and, and to spread the word. I think nothing has really changed for us in terms of what we are doing every day. Like for example, when we started in 2008, we received the support of UDL UDLA. Uh, Universidad de las Américas, and after 12 years, we are still there. Like we are still receiving their support, also to keep producing what we do. So we are we we keep teaching in the animation career in the same university. We still apply to to our, to Chilean uh, animation funding What we've been trying to do is to to have the chance to manage. Or, or content and to and to finance the project, uh, so we can keep our freedom to tell the, the stories we want to tell. Here in Chile, it, it was very surprising that a team of ten people was so dedicated that they received the most uh, known award in the world uh, as as is the Oscar. That opened a lot of doors for us.
0: But you mentioned that in Chile. Uh this uh, Academy Award opened a lot of doors, even out of the animation and film space. In in the international side, how much changed for you? Did you start to do international production? Did you start to export your services or products internationally?
1: We were exporting our content uh, before the, the Academy Award. Now we are... We keep that same track and and uh, and try to use the experience that we have to keep uh, moving our content around the globe. But it opened other doors because, uh, for example, we had the chance to receive scripts from Twitter films that were being produced in Hollywood, and they wanted the producers wanted uh, that us produce the, the animation and direct the feature film. But when we read the stories, we felt that it was not right for us and and we reject those we could uh, invest our time uh, in, in produce our own feature film. And we select some content from international partners to produce and that's how we did a, another short film called I Am Little Red for a company in the States called 50 And we wanted to do that short film because it was to prevent sexual abuse in kids. For us, it was a very strong theme. and, And as I was saying before, like we are more moved for the kind of stories.
0: A huge progression in the animation studios in South America, particularly in Chile, Brazil, and Peru, is recognizing how collaborative productions are fundamental when it comes to building portfolios. Pato, who is the founder of Punk Robot in Chile, formed an alliance with the other founders of the major animation studios, Red Animation Studios in Peru, and Hype Animation in Brazil. The objective between the three of them is to help each other produce even better animations and help each other continue to grow. This alliance is known as Los Amigos, or the friends in English. Can you tell us more about Los Amigos, how this idea came about?
1: Latin America has a lot of countries. Uh, it's, a, it's a big territory and it has a lot of people, but it's uh, in different countries. So we wanted to have the chance to use the structure and support of our government so we could apply to the funding for to, to finance our original content and then also have that same structure to distribute the content to all our territories. That's how we, that's how it started. And when we started talking we said okay we can also provide services for for other companies. So that's how we deliver on I think on April this year, uh, in the middle of the of the pandemic we are living now, short season of uh, of one minute short films for Angry Birds, and we've been producing animation teasers for companies that are championing projects around the globe, uh, the same as us. But it it has given uh, it, it has given us more experience in and and it's been a very good opportunity to, to test and try the workflow and the pipeline to communicate the 170 people that we have now as a group. Uh, we are 25 here in Chile and Peru Peru has 100 animators and Brazil has 50. It, it, we needed to create a workflow and a pipeline that allow us to have everyone communicated and working on different projects at the same time and have everything coordinated everyone could deliver their task and and it's it's been a very interesting adventure to create this joint venture that we feel is going to 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 be a very strong arm to create a Latin American animation in fact right now we are not only championing our own projects we are also helping other Latin American projects from other companies to have chance to get finance to produce uh
0: That's very interesting. So how this project started? Did you meet uh, your now business partner from Peru and Brazil before? Did you approach then how the project started? When did you see the potential to create something bigger? and reach bigger well, audience and work in different projects at the same time?
1: Well, with, with, with Milton, we knew for for a very long time. Milton is the CEO of Red Animation Studios uh, because we helped the university where we work uh, to organize an animation festival for the students. And Milton ha- uh, has, uh, did, in like 2012, feature film that was sold like to... 40 countries around the globe. We, I really wanted to, to bring him to Chile so he could tell the story to, to the students. And that's how we knew each other and we shared experiences and we became friends. And in each market, we, we talked a little bit more and become more friends. And then we knew Gabriel, uh, who is the CEO in Hype. And Gabriel was a lot more active than us, but we just stayed as friends with Nathan and, and talked about what we were doing. Uh, Gabriel offered us to help us co-produce uh, Guitar and Run, who is the three-three show that we believe that we finished this year. So we produced two episodes uh, of five minutes for the three seasons, and we raised money in Chile and in Brazil. And Milton helped us with animation services in red. So when we were working on this project, we realized that we created a workflow that allowed us to do a full season Without the need to expand our own team, but working in, in the collaboration. So we decided that if we could do that, we could do it for all the projects that we had. And we decided that as we are, as this joint venture was based on the friendship we had, uh, we decided to call it Los Amigos.
0: So yeah. the, the pandemic has been. Driving a lot of work for you because this project was launched in 2020, right? Um, Have you been affected in some way by the pandemic, or it has been actually a lot of work in the industry of animation?
1: I think there has been a lot of work. Like it's not like a lot of channels are reorganizing themselves, but I think not because of the pandemic. It's because the the launch of all their OTTs, like each big uh, channel, uh is launching their own OTTs to 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 compete with Netflix, and that has produced that a lot of people is interested in knowing what 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 are the contents that are being produced. I think we create this in the right time, and it's a big opportunity for us because right now we have a guitar and drums being exhibited in all Latin America in 40 countries to Disney. Uh, and that allow us to to want now an, another national funding to produce uh, 20, 20 more episodes. So we are going to be producing the second season if we have the chance to to raise more funding, hopefully to do 52 more
0: episodes. Very active to some 10 and 20, because sometimes we, we tend to think that some sector during the pandemic could be actually pushed or accelerate. Now everything is actually digital, we have seen also for kids, the content also has, has improved. If you imagine also the homeschooling, uh, it's, it's content. And, and we can see the animation could actually trespass, you know, not also in the film, the way that the kids are learning could also involve, for example, animation.
1: Yeah, exactly. Like We've been working digitally for like at least five years, but with our teams working in-house and now they are all working from home so we can so, so we can take care of them we've been working as uh the same as we were working before now now we just don't have the chance to see each other uh, in in real person but um we've been producing more content than than we've ever produced before like we just deliver in 5 months uh 330 minute uh, show to teach kids how to read and write uh, because as I was saying before, like we are more moved by by the content and the message. And when we were offered to produce this show, we thought that it was going to be like a very good option for kids, not only in Chile, uh, also in Latin America to have like a, a, an animated content that will help them to to keep learning uh, even during the pandemic. So right now that content is being exhibited on on Chile and in Paraguay, and we are producing everything from home. So I think it's I, I really like to go to the office and to share with the team. It's a different vibe, but I think it's important. It's been important for us to see that we can produced from from anywhere in the world and, and have the chance to deliver on time.
0: You have been also a part of Los Amigos, you have been also working in a project called Nahuel and the Magic Book. This is one of your latest animation production. What is the plot? When and where are you exhibiting this film?
1: Well, Nahuel and the Magic Book is a feature film in 2D that is produced by another company called Carbu- carburadores and it's directed by Germán Cunha, who is the one of the partners in, Carbu- in Carburadores. The idea was to premiere it on cinemas, but I think that's probably not going to be possible. So now we're redoing the the plan to have the chance to premiere it on, on a digital platform. It's based on Chiloé, e, who is a nightman in, in the south of Chile where that has a lot of very mystic stories. And a lot of magical stories. So it's about this kid who is afraid of the sea, and his father is a fisherman. So he he's too afraid of the sea, so he he can never go, uh, He can never join his father uh, when he goes out fishing. So one day he found he found this magical book who has a bravery spell. So he uses the spell and takes the book and take take the book uh, at, his, at his house. And and this creates all the conflict because a dark wizard wants the book for for, for him. The wizard takes the 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 Noel's father a prisoner and Mauel ha- will will need to face all his fears to all his fears to to free his father. A very emotional story because it's about not only about facing uh, your fears, it's also about father and son relationship that I think is very universal. and and that is very touching.
0: In terms of the Australian animation industry, Chile could benefit by collaborating with the ever-growing market. In 2018, there were 50 animation companies in Australia, where the industry contributed over $3 to the economy, according to the Screen Producers Association. Australia's animation industry is booming, especially as Australia studios are creating now these world effects for studios like DC, Marvel, and streaming platforms like Stan, Amazon, Netflix, and Disney. With such a high demand for new and innovative content, the Australian animation industry is ambitious to develop new and exciting projects. This podcast is about Australia, so I would love to see you guys here. Are you interested in the Australian market?
1: Yeah, we have uh, very good friends uh, that produce animation in Australia um, uh, with great great quality. Uh, We know how Australia has a lot of uh, great animators and and a very solid animation industry. And and we'd love to to have the chance to to show all projects there too. I think for us it's part of capable to to create universal universal stories and to like try to expand the projects that are going to be worldwide. Like not all the feature films or shows that we have to see need to come from the states. I think it's important that Australia or Latin America. Or Chile uh, keep creating content, have that chance to go worldwide and keep showing what we are capable to do.
0: Do you see opportunities to kind of replicate what you have already done in with South American countries, for example, something similar to Los Amigos?
1: Yeah, yeah. As I was saying, like uh, we have, we know a lot of people that create great quality content in animation that are from Australia and. We just need to find out the best way to to work together. Like here is where the governments have a lot of importance, because all the treaties between countries become like essential for for the chance, but for 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 us to have the chance to to work together, and also to see how we can even improve those treaties to make all content more possible to China.
0: What are the projects uh, you are working on by now? Something that you would like to share with us?
1: We are doing a lot of things with Los Amigos, uh, but sure if I can tell uh, a little bit of any of those projects. And We are uh, starting the second season of Guitar and Drum on December, and we are starting our fourth preschool, uh, that is going to be directed by your partners, Antonia and Maddie, that is called Wowlita. It's uh, another preschool show that we are going to be producing in 2021, 2022. We are also working on the pre-production of uh, our first team, who is going to be in on the best story charting.
0: Sounds so like you're really busy this year, which is actually fantastic. But also I would like to to ask you if anyone is interested in being in contact with you, how they can find your work, they can contact you.
1: You can go to losamigos.tv or Los Amigos website. Also, Punk Robot has its own website, it's punkrobot.cl, and also, I think, LinkedIn and and Instagram or any social media can help to get in touch.
0: That was Pato Scale, Chilean animator and film producer, who was our third guest on the Pro Chile Australia podcast. So... If you're interested in finding out more about the Chilean animation industry, please reach out. You can find us at australia.sydney at prochile.gov.cl, that's g-o-b for brisbane.cl. You can also find us in social media. Search for ProChile Australia on LinkedIn, Twitter and Instagram. And remember, You can subscribe to our newsletter to keep updated with all our news and events. This episode was produced by Natasha Tocchi from the University of Technology Sydney and Natalia Goroy, your host. The songs used for this podcast is courtesy of Benjamin Griffiths. You can find him on Spotify as Koliwacho. The soundtrack of the best story is credited by Chilean band Demba.